0: Welcome to Encourage Her Podcast. I'm your host Joe, co-founder and creator of a mission called Encourage Her. We are a God-given, purpose-driven mission to encourage and inspire women to live lives that encourage other women. It's as simple as that. We pray that this podcast encourages you, and then you turn around and encourage her. Thanks for showing up. We'll show up for you every Monday. Keep listening, share, review, and encourage her. Join our mission today. Monday is the worst day. Monday is the best day. Good morning, encouragers. It's Joe. Happy Monday. How are you this morning? New week, new start, fresh Monday. Love it. You know I love it. I hope you're loving it too. Even if you're groggy or you're tired or you're not looking forward to the tasks of the day, you're alive, you're breathing, and we get a chance. So welcome to Monday. (laughs) I'm so glad you showed up. I'm so glad you're here for me to encourage you. I feel blessed to be able to do that. So thanks for showing up. Thank you also for those of you who have shared my podcast. I really appreciate it. This is a mission that I'm on, ladies, and it involves you. I want to encourage you so you'll encourage her. So share away if you feel led. Today, we're going to continue our studies of talking about women from the Bible. And really, I am not a Bible teacher. I did not go to biblical or Christian college. Um, I am not a pastor or a biblical teacher. I am someone who loves the Bible, has been changed by God's Word, and um, I would love to share you some. So keep that in mind as you read. This is my um, impression and interpretation of God's Word, and you are meant to get into God's Word too and receive what He has for you. So even though I'm reading to you from my impression, I encourage you after this to get into the same Word and see what He has in store for you. It's very exciting. He speaks to all of us girls. So the first character for today, rather the only character for today, is Martha. Martha is kind of my girl. There's a lot of female Bible characters in the Bible who can teach us many things. Amazing qualities, um, stories of even how their um, sinful ways furthered God's kingdom, God used you know, their mistakes or their wrongdoing to further his storyline. But this woman in particular, Martha, she kind of just gets me. (laughs) Or maybe I just kind of get her. Um, You've heard maybe the classic tale of the two sisters in the Bible, uh, Mary and Martha, and they were sisters of Lazarus. And I'm going to read you just a snippet from Luke 10, which is this story where Jesus and the disciples are actually coming to Martha and Mary's home um, for dinner. And I want to just read this to you for a moment. It says, I'm in uh, chapter 10 of Luke, verses 38 through 42. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered. You are worried and you are upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. So, you may have heard this story before. But this is, you know, I feel a classic tale of a doer, of someone who likes to do good works, who likes to be busy, who maybe likes to feel in control. I relate to some of those things. (laughs) I am a doer. Um, I love the feeling of achievement, I love hospitality and hosting people and getting the details just right quote unquote because there is no just right it's just the way that I have it planned in my head (laughs) that I like to see you know come to fruition Um, I've gone through waves where I've had to actually block Pinterest from my life because it gives me too much excitement and or ideas of which I do none Um, So it just became like an area of stress thinking, oh, I could do this. I could do that. I like the doing. I'm a doer. Um, I also like to be in control. You know, I tend to fall into positions of leadership. Um, I was a teacher. Hello. You control the show when you're a teacher, ladies. (laughs) If you're a control freak, become an elementary school teacher. You run the show. So when I look back on my life, I can see how sort of God has used... Um, some of my preferences or my personality, temperament, whatever you want to call it, to guide me and steer me in kind of career paths or directions that work with it. Um, So there's some great things that come from being someone who's a doer, who has attention to detail, who likes to organize and is a little bit controlling. There's a lot of good stuff that comes out of that. Okay. And when I hear Martha's story, I hear those things. She, it said she was distracted by the details. And when I read that, I think, well, boy, if Jesus was coming to my house for dinner, I would be all over Pinterest. <laughs> what should my table look like? I must sweep the floor. What should I make for dinner? You know, and then when he got there, I can picture myself being the same, wanting to listen to him, but also knowing that I've got bread rolls in the oven, And they need to be perfectly crisp and warm for him. You know, Um, I mean, it's so silly, but I could totally imagine the way she's feeling. And I do have a sister. And I imagine that scene, if my sister was just sitting at his feet, just listening and quiet and peaceful, and I'm running around sweaty, (laughs) I totally just feel her and I get her reaction. And there's so much to the story and so many angles. And Jesus just handled it so beautifully. He didn't, you know, rep- reprimand Martha or put her down. He just simply said, your sister is doing what is needed and you're distracted. You know, you're getting caught up. We've talked about this before, I think on this podcast, but I was reminded again about Martha this week and just sort of my, my feelings of controlling and how it can be a detriment Um, In my life, at the same time as it can be a benefit, if it's out of control, if I'm out of step with it, it can actually kind of take over my spirit if I'm not careful, and it can get me distracted, and I can miss the best thing, the good stuff, because I'm, you know, distracted with the details. So another thing about Martha that I noticed in this story that I think we can learn from is her ability to speak up yes she might have lost her cool a little bit and i can imagine her tone probably wasn't too sweet um but she spoke up she was bold and confident in approaching god with her frustrations and that's beautiful. We want to do that. We want to say, Lord, I'm frustrated. He knows what we're thinking. He knows what we're feeling. And he wants us to share it. We, we, we don't need to be these perfect people that pretend like we don't have problems or concerns or issues or struggles. We do have all of them. And he knows it. He wants us to lay them at his feet. He wants us to bring them to him. Even our frustrations with him. He wants that. So that's bold and that's confident and that's amazing. And you see this again in the Bible. Um later in the story, where again, Martha is put in a circumstance where she is out of control. And she'd rather have control of the circumstance. And she's feeling a little frustrated. And she acts out in a bold way and approaches Jesus. So I'm going to fast forward a little bit to John. And we are um, in around John 11. And it's talking about how G, uh, Lazarus rather, is very, very sick. So as I said, Martha, Mary, and Lazarus were siblings and they were very loved by Jesus. Um, it says that in the Bible that after he left, after Jesus left his hometown and went to do ministry, when he came to a place to rest, it was this home. So it's almost like they felt like family to him. He loved them dearly and Lazarus was sick and Jesus was away and he heard, um, because the sisters had, had called for him to come heal Lazarus saying that he's sick. Um, they said, actually, Lord, the one you love is sick. That was the word they sent to Jesus. So Jesus heard this and um, didn't rush back. He didn't rush back and you can imagine the sisters waiting and feeling delayed in their desire. And I want to speak to that a little bit today when you're waiting in the delay and you're someone like Martha, who's maybe a little bit controlling and would rather have control of the circumstance or maybe the timeline of your circumstance um, and how we can react and what we should do instead. So when Martha is in this circumstance where she's called to Jesus, she knows what Jesus can do. She knows he can heal Lazarus. She believes that. And she's waiting. And she's delayed in her desire. When you hear that, delayed in her desire, what are you feeling? I know some of you are struggling in the delay. What are you waiting for God to do in your life? Are you waiting for a spouse? Do you want to be married and yet you're still single? Do you want a baby? And those treatments aren't working. Do you want the perfect house and you can't find a buyer for yours? And you're confused, maybe frustrated, maybe annoyed because you have a plan. You've been on Pinterest. You've created your little life map, (laughs) your little vision board, and it's not happening (laughs) at the right time. Does anybody hear that? Is it just me? Is it just a me problem? That's okay. Maybe this podcast is just for me. I hope somebody's relating to this. I think you are. We all have experienced delay in the plans or the dreams that we think can happen. And especially if you're a believer and you know what Jesus is capable of, you know that God is all powerful and all sovereign and almighty and all knowing. You're like, yo, what you doing up there? (laughs) What's going on? I'm delayed here. And you can feel frustrated. So they call to Jesus And they're waiting and they're delayed. And I just imagine that they are feeling frustrated. And it says that, um, let me go back a little bit. I'm going to go back from, um, John 11 verse 17, it says on his arrival. So when Jesus finally arrived, Jesus found out that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days, meaning he had died and now he was in the tomb for four days. Now Bethany, the town of Bethany, was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in their loss of their brother. And when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed home. So again, we see that dynamic, the doer. She got up out of her seat, I'm guessing in frustration, marched her little feet, (laughs) little sandals out of that house and went to get Jesus. Again, confident, bold, making moves. Not wrong that Mary stayed back, just different. Mary stayed back at home. And they were both mourning and they were handling it differently. Martha makes moves and is bold and is confident and approaches the Lord with her frustrations. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here... My brother would not have died. But I know that even now, God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she replied. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. And after she said that, she went back and called her sister Mary. The teacher is here, she said, and is asking for you. When Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not entered the village, but was still at a place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who had been with Mary in the house comforting her noticed how quickly she got up and went out, they followed her too, supposing that she was going to the tomb to mourn. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping, And the Jews who had come along with her also weeping. He was deeply moved in the spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him, he asked. Come and see, Lord. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, See how he loved him? But some of them said, Could not he have opened the eyes of this blind man, have kept this man from dying? So Jesus, being approached by Martha, and then Mary was so overcome with emotion that he began crying. Even though he knew, and there's so much more to this story because he knows what happens even after that. Um, even after this part of, the, of his story. Um, there's so much emotion that he has. But then he goes on after being deeply moved and he comes to the tomb. And he says, take away the stone. And Martha says, but Lord... By this time, there's a bad odor. It's been four days. she say, He says again, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So again, she's kind of questioning, frustrated. She's being bold and honest with him. But he's like, do you believe me? So they take away the stone. And then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here that they may believe that you have sent me. When he said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. So there we are. Lazarus rose from the dead. And this story has so many lessons, ladies, so many lessons. But what I want to talk about today, other than just Martha and who she is as a person and how much we can relate to her feelings, and I do believe God gave us both sisters so we can have both perspectives and learn from both, because neither are right nor wrong. They're just different reactions, different temperaments. And you can see he loved them both. He treated them equally. He loved them equally, even though they were super different and they handled things very differently. That's one thing we can always take away from these stories. But I think the takeaway I want to focus on today, ladies, with you is just that, that sometimes we are delayed because God is working something to show his glory in our story. The glory of our story. (laughs) That rhymes. Um, (laughs) So You might be feeling super delayed in something like Martha was. And you want to just march out of that house. If you had just been here, if you would just make this move, if you would just get me this job, if you would just make me pregnant, if you would just, if you would just, if you would just. And he's saying to you, just like he said to Martha, do you believe in me? Do you believe that I can do it? Do you trust in me? I see you're frustrated. Do you trust in me? Are you wanting to control the outcome? Or do you want me to be in control of it? Do you believe I'm in control of it? We can get so caught up, ladies, in all the details and our own timelines and our own plans and our own dreams that we forget that the delay is not a denial. Just because he's delaying you, it doesn't mean he's denying you. He's working. He's always working. And there is a purpose in his delay. We may not understand it, this side of heaven, but there is a purpose and we can find comfort in that. We can find comfort and peace in knowing that there is someone who knows why this is happening the way it is and actually is doing it on purpose for his glory. And he wants us to talk to him about it. He wants us to lean on him, process with him, depend upon him. He knows the desires of our hearts, ladies. Our our delay is not a deny. I hope you hear that this morning. I'd love to hear how you hear that this morning. What are you going through? I'm here for you. I'd love to hear your story. I'd love to encourage you. Get into your Bible. Get into to Luke and John. Read about Mary and Martha. Read about how they trusted, how they believed despite their circumstances and trust that God is working. He has plans for you and for me. All right, ladies. Next week I'll come back with another woman from the Bible to wrap up our little series here. Thanks so much for listening. I feel honored to be able to encourage you this morning. Love to you all. Have a fantastic Monday. New week, new start, crush goals, set goals, crush goals, set them. (laughs) All right. Love to you all. I will see you next week. Get out there and be a woman who intentionally encourages another woman. Thanks for joining me today. It was fun being together. I hope you feel encouraged. I'll see you next week. Get out there and be an encourager.